Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. When it comes to eating well, sometimes it feels like it's a guessing game. Even if something looks good for me, the label is usually full of mystery ingredients. Who's got time for that? Not me. That's why I love Daily Harvest. They say no to weird ingredients, fillers, seed oils, added sugars, and even gluten if that's something you avoid. So all I have to do is say yes to delicious, easy-to-prep options that never leave me wondering what's really in my food. They deliver delicious options such as smoothies, harvest bowls, soups, and my new favorite, their bites that are built on organic fruits and vegetables straight to my door. Thanks to Daily Harvest, I always have something convenient in my freezer, especially on a really busy day. Take the guessing out of eating well and try Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. dailyharvest.com slash ifstories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 333 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Christy Niffen. Christy lives in Walden, New York, where she is a case manager for seniors and those with traumatic brain injuries. Welcome, Christy. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. You've been waiting a while. How how long have you been waiting for your story? Maybe not that long. Yeah, I think like a month or two. That's not that bad at all. I'm much more caught up than I had been at one time because (laughs) when you release two a week, you (laughs) catch up a lot quicker. Yeah, that's a lot. 
And I love, I've listened to all of your podcasts. I just, I love them. (laughs) Well, thank you. I absolutely love doing them. And you'll be excited to hear. I have a new podcast coming out with my co-host, Sherry, that did Life Lessons with me. By the time this airs in August, it will already be out. But we're having a new podcast called Fast Feast Repeat, Intermittent Fasting for Life. So anybody who likes this podcast, tune in to Fast Feast Repeat wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm really excited. It's going to come out every Wednesday, starting July July 5th. So by the time your episode of this podcast comes out, Fast Feast Repeat will have already been out for about a month. But I love I love doing podcasts. You know, the jokes on all my elementary, middle, and high school teachers. She said I talk too much. So <laughs> now I just get to talk for a living. Um, you know, I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? So it was, I had been gaining weight and it was around Thanksgiving of 2018 when I saw a picture of myself and I was just horrified. (laughs) It was the worst picture. And I just kept gaining weight every year. I was inching up and up and, you know, I had been trying to do different diets. I had tried Weight Watchers, tried the calories. I had an app for calories and I was obsessive with the calories and it was just wasn't working. Yeah, I get it. You and I are the same age. We were we're both both born in 1969. I love telling people I was born in the late 60s. It just sounds like, okay, barely. I was barely born in the 60s, but it sounds more impressive than, you know, Chad was born in 1970. He sounds so much younger. (laughs) But, you know, that's such a common story for so many women is that, you know, weight just going up, up, up a little bit every year. You described it as, as, you know, just it was inching up, but a little bit every year adds up. It adds up and it wasn't good. I mean, I had high blood pressure. My doctor would say, you know, wanted to put me on blood pressure medication. I just wasn't feeling well. I had had Lyme disease twice. And I think that probably contributed towards the inflammation it was just not good. I mean, and then I, I watched my cousins both all struggle with cancer. And that will go into why I kept fasting and my reason for fasting. And then I started doing keto. So, so it was the last week of December. And I said, I'm doing it. I'm not waiting till January. I am, I'm going to start the last week of December. And I did. In 2018. In 2018. So how did you even find intermittent fasting at that time? It was Michael Mosley had a documentary. So I was, I watched his documentary and I was like, I can do this. You know, all two days a week, eat 500 calories. And I tell you, (laughs) that was so hard. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was the original five, two. And it was, it was, I think he came out with that documentary in something around 2012 and it was based on Chris Deverity's work with alternate daily fasting, but he just adapted it. He's like, well, I don't want to do alternate daily fasting. I'm just going to do two days of 500 calories and the rest will be eat normally. And so he made that documentary and developed the the idea of 5-2. And yes, that was, if you were doing it the way that Michael Mosley described it, it was 500 calories where you spreading it out throughout the whole day and, yeah, and, and not fasting and clean. And uh-huh. Yeah, I went to the store and I bought whatever I could find, any snack foods, because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand the fasting part yet. And so I was like, well, I can spread that 500 calories out. And I would bring this big lunchbox to work, (laughs) 
tea and those little um, ses- uh, soy, what are they, the, I don't know, 500 calorie snacks. Uh, it was, it was awful, wasn't it? Like trying to spread 500 calories out over an entire day. And of course, you're drinking zero calorie beverages, maybe some broth or something, sugar-free jello. I mean, <laughs> I was what I tried that back in the day, starving. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And I remember going to work and I did lose some weight in the first few weeks. And it was it was very encouraging. And I would go that go to work and go, yeah, I can only eat 500 calories. And um, my my coworker would say, you're on the starvation diet again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, look, I lost weight. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're dividing 500 calories up over an entire day and you're not fast and clean, it literally feels like a starvation diet because it is. I mean, your body, because we're keeping insulin up, because of all those zero calorie things we're taking to get through, like our body's not tapping into our fat as well as it would be if we were fast and clean. We are literally starving ourselves to death all those days. So so I started doing that and that was several months. And then in 2019... I was telling my mom about it and she was really excited. So she started doing it. And then I was, I I do a lot of hiking. So I was on a hiking trail and I said, let me look for a podcast. And what do you know? Intermittent fasting stories came up with you and Melanie. Uh, The old intermittent fasting podcast Yeah, with me and Melanie. Yeah. I listened to the entire thing. I looked for every single podcast. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. And then you guys were talking about Jason Fung and so I, you know, started listening and, and then probably around May, yeah, I think it was May of 2019, my husband and I went to Washington, D.C. with some friends and we were just, I said, you know what, I'm going to do one meal today. <laughs> I almost passed out. I, my blood sugar went low and I went totally white. I've never. <laughs> and were you were probably not fast and clean yet or were you? I wasn't. I had no idea about fasting clean or fasting. And it was, and then I thought, I'm going to keep doing it though. I'm going to keep doing it. So, and I've been doing OMAD ever since that day. So when you're, when you're not fasting clean, that's when you're more likely to have the blood sugar crashes. And it, it has to do, like I said before, with the whole insulin response, you know, you, like you're, you're cruising along, you're not eating, you drink something, let's say it's a diet soda cephalic phase insulin response kicks in. Your brain says, oh, something sweet's coming in. We need some insulin. So your pancreas kicks out some insulin in response to the sweetness and insulin does its job and lowers your blood sugar. Unfortunately, that zero calorie thing you just consumed had zero blood sugar raising (laughs) going on. So it crashes you and you're now you're, you're like, you know, really low. Yeah. So yeah, and I remember I had crepes, <laughs> chocolate banana crepes, because I almost passed out from low blood sugar. So you needed some quick glucose, right? Yeah, yeah. that was my one meal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then it probably crashed again. You were probably stuck on that roller coaster. So how did you figure out about the clean fast? It was you. Yay. <laughs> I got on the, so after I found the podcast and listening to those, I went on the Facebook sites and Everybody was talking about this clean fast, and I was like, oh, that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what had you been drinking? What had you been having? A little bit of cream in, in my coffee every morning, and it was really reluctant to give that. I didn't give that up until 2020, and I was on your 
Facebook site and you were like, give it, do a one month challenge. Did I say, I said that to you specifically? You did. You did. Yep. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and that was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can drink black coffee. And I just started doing it. And I've been drinking black coffee since 2020. I, I went through my weight loss plateau. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. I love that because that really is what we hear the most. And I remember back in the Facebook days, it, you people came along and they hadn't you know, read my books, but they joined the groups. They might listen to the podcast, but they still didn't quite understand the clean fast. And and there was a, the, the Facebook groups were a little more wild west for that reason. So people would, would come in. They might have been in 10 other fasting groups or 20. Who even knows? And so they're like, well, in this other group, we put cream in our coffee. And I'm like, well, in this one, we don't. And I challenge you. You know, I, I really think anybody could take that clean fast challenge. You may not think it's affecting you at all. Give it one month. If you, as someone who stubbornly thinks the cream is not making a difference, I'm just more, even more stubborn than you. Give it one month and prove it to yourself and then go back to what you were doing and you're going to feel a difference. Boy, you are so right. And I have, I don't even, even when it's my windows open, I don't want cream in my coffee anymore or sugar. I just don't drink it that way anymore. I drink it black and my husband has started doing it too. So... So yeah, that's, that was, it got me into the clean fast and the Jason Fung too. All during COVID, I was working at home and just listening to podcasts and cleaning the house and listening to Jason Fung's book. And that really, and your book too, all of your books have really helped me. And the podcasts are great because I, when I drive for work, I listen to the podcasts and I love doing the podcast. I love talking to people because, you know, someone was asking me about it, someone that, hadn't listened to my podcast. It was just someone I met and talking about, you know, all the episodes and, and, you know, I was trying to explain, you know, to someone who doesn't listen that every episode is both unique and similar at the same time. Right. You know, people have common threads that weave throughout every episode, but also there's a uniqueness that makes it I mean, I will never get tired of talking to people about intermittent fasting and, and the audience, people who listen will not get tired of listening because we realize we're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been playing the podcast when we drive for long trips with my husband in the car. So he knows he's heard about it more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like you're spiking your insulin. Exactly. Well, it'll inspire him to drink the black coffee, right? That really will change your taste buds. And I, I know that's just the thing that so many people hesitate to do. But take that one month clean fast challenge and <laughs> you'll be amazed. So let's circle back. You talked about how, you know, when you first started dabbling with 5-2, you heard it was right after Thanksgiving of 2018. How much did you weigh at that time? I was, I didn't like the scale. I did not like stepping on that scale. It was not my friend. And I have a scale that I've had since 2000. It's been in the attic and it's always five pounds less. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a dial scale? It's like a one of the, yeah, scale, yeah. A rotary scale or whatever you call them, analog scale? I would purposely put the dial like five pounds back so I could <laughs> trick myself into thinking that I was uh, lower in weight, but I was I was probably about 155, maybe one closer to 160. And how tall are you? 
I'm five one and a half. <laughs> that matters because if you were five eight, one sixty would be a lot different on five eight than it is on five one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't feeling well. I mean, my clothes. I you know I've always been a size six always, and I don't like buying a size eight. <laughs> so it's you know creep that weight creeping up really. It just I just felt. Like I just felt terrible, you yeah. know. And and we just we don't even notice it really little by little until all of a sudden like none of your clothes fit and yeah. I would go by the mirror and not look. And when I got dressed, I would not dress in front of the mirror. I would make sure I covered myself up. But that that one picture really <laughs> that was like, Oh boy, something I gotta do something and then you know the doctor is saying with the blood pressure. So Are you tired of feeling tired? Are you someone who hits snooze and then slams your head straight back on the pillow? Magnesium Breakthrough is an all-natural supplement that helps you sleep more peacefully and wake up feeling refreshed. Magnesium Breakthrough is the only magnesium supplement on the market that contains the optimal ratio of all seven essential types of magnesium. So if you want to feel more energized and get the best night's sleep you've had in forever, check out bioptimizers.com slash ifstories. In addition to the discount you get by using the promo code ifstories10, you can get free gifts with your purchase up to two travel size bottles of magnesium breakthrough and who does not love something free act fast this is a limited time offer go now to buyoptimizers.com slash if stories and don't forget to use the promo code if stories 10 you'll be amazed at how much better you feel by taking magnesium breakthrough if you travel for work you know to pack two suits business and swim you know with your delta sky miles business amex card Buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. And the stretchy clothes also helped. I would have stretch. I had a lot of stretchy clothes. I, I'm like, something's going on with these clothes. The dryer is shrinking them all. I don't understand, you know? <laughs> now I know that's that's not the case. It's not your clothes shrinking. You're getting bigger. <laughs> right, right. So how much weight have you lost overall since beginning? Do you, do you know? Do you, I don't even know if you weigh I, now. I do know. I hardly step on the scale. I don't like the scale, but I did buy a regular normal scale. And I do, I did start gaining weight around Christmas time, and I got back down. Um, just to, I tightened up my window. Um, I had some dental implants, and I was really loving chewing my food since I got my implants. <laughs> so I started gaining weight, but um, but today I stepped on a scale of was one hundred six. Wow. Okay, that's and that is like. That is like ideal for you. I mean, you look fabulous. Everybody can't see you, but I can see you. You look amazing. You don't look like you've ever struggled with your weight. And, you know, 106, following the formula, and of course, I know the formula is just a rough guide, but like 105 is like the ideal, according to the formula, 100 pounds for first five feet, then five pounds per inch. That puts you right there. Yeah. it's It's been great. It's been effortless. It's just, it's. I, I can't even thank you, you know, because how many years of my life I had to struggle. And I, I actually did like a picture of all the years I've been alive of, of trying to find a picture of every year, 
Mm-hmm. And oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. My weight has gone up and down every, I can't even tell you how many times it's gone from like every year it inches back up around Christmas, January comes, I do Weight Watchers, get it down a little bit, and then it goes back up and it's just been harder and harder to maintain. And I've maintained this weight for three years. That's fantastic. You know? And and you said you always like to be a size six, but I bet you're you're smaller than that now. Yeah, I'm a duh. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I got I'm a two petite. Okay. Cause you're you're a little little thing. You're so yeah, two petite sounds about right. Yeah. And isn't it fun to shop again? I love shopping. I just love it. And for the longest time, I wasn't buying any clothes because they were all too tight. And I had, was like you, I had like different wardrobes for different size weights. And I still keep some. I still have pants up there in my attic that I still hold on to. I'm, I'm worried. You know, I'm always worried. It's, oh, it's gonna you don't have back. to worry. No more worrying. You've got the tools. <laughs> I got rid of the bulk of everything. I just have a few remaining things left. <laughs> well, I wish I had kept my largest jeans. Like, I really wish I had. Or, like, one of my lar- largest dresses. But I was so glad to get them out of the house that I didn't keep any of them. But going back, I, I really wish I would have. So, everybody who's listening, save something from your biggest if you can. <laughs> if you can bring your just one thing, you know, because I would love to take those I had some size 16. I might have even had 18. I can't remember jeans. And, you know, the ones I'm wearing today are, are, um, uh, these are either two or zero. I'm not sure. (laughs) They're from the loft. I would like to see them lined up. You know, you stack them up on top, the little ones on top of the big ones. It would be amazing to see. Where do you like to shop? Where do you find clothes that that fit your body well? I like that there's a website online called Shine and they have dresses for $10 and they fit me. So I'm wearing one today. <laughs> it's cute. I'm, I am looking for, for dresses. I'm going to write that down. I'm getting my sticky note right now. Everybody might hear yeah, me getting shine. it. Shine. And they're, they're not very expensive clothes. They're, they're cheap, you know, but they're cute. And, and what I size like do you get from there? Cause I'm, you get, I get a t- small, small. Yeah, okay. I like the, they'll tell you the, the size chart. So I was like, size chart and I always measure my my size now okay that, that makes sense mine. I just you know I'm trying to find more dresses you know like for a while after I stopped teaching you know I wore dresses for so many years as a teacher I was like I don't teach anymore I can wear shorts I can wear jeans I can wear whatever I want so I stopped wearing dresses but now that I'm at the beach for some reason it just feels great I'm enjoying wearing you know summery dresses and they're not like teacher dresses they're like summery dresses but yeah yeah, I do too. I have to have my, my work clothes and my dressy clothes. And, you know, when I go, I go see clients and I have to dress very modestly, you know, modestly. And I, I like flowy sundresses. So your dress is very cute. So I'm going to give Shine. I'm not, we're not, we're not sponsored by Shine. I've never heard of them. I'm just, <laughs> I just wondered where you like to shop. Marshall, I'm on <laughs> things at the loft and, um, Talbots sometimes. Yeah, it can be really tricky, but Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to find things for short people. Talbots has good petites, as does the loft, which is I've I'm very short waisted. Even though I'm five five, you might think I'm not petite, but I have short arms and short legs and short waisted. I don't even know how that all works, but you can't be short everywhere. But I'm definitely I fit the purport my body proportions do well in a lot of petite stuff. So so you lost a good bit of weight. How long did it take you to lose? You lost 55, 55-ish pounds. 
I was a very slow loser. And I had posted that on your website, on the Facebook site, because, you know, I wanted to encourage people to keep, keep going because it, my, you know, initially I lost 10 pounds and it stayed 10 pounds for the longest time. And, but I felt great and I, I knew it was working. After a couple of years, 10 pounds turned into 20. And then one day I was going to my clients and she's like, you're going to waste away. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I hadn't weighed myself and I stepped on the scale and it was 15 pounds and then it was 20. So it just, it like every year I would lose five or 10 pounds and until it stayed off. Yeah. So it, it went on slowly over the years and it came off slowly over the years. I think that's a great lesson because, you know, we go to the supermarket and we look at the checkout counter where they have all those tabloids that tell us we're going to lose 30 pounds by July 4th. <laughs> You're not going to everybody <laughs> unless it's like next July 4th. But, you know, we don't, we don't lose fat quickly. We lose fat slowly. So you put it on slowly, you took it off slowly. And had you allowed the slow weight loss to frustrate you into quitting, you would not be 106 wearing too petite right now. I know, but I, I think uh, just all the books and the podcasts just kept me going, you know, and and then I got my husband on board. So when did he get on board? He got on board um, probably around 2020. We were both home together and I was working at home and so was he. We were just, I would go downstairs and say hi. <laughs> he does the same kind of work as me. He works with people with disabilities. So so he would, you know, I'd say, are you doing one meal today? <laughs> and I'd say, you're spiking your insulin. You're spiking okay. your insulin. Fast clean, hubby. Fast clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2020 was my year. I, that's when I lost. That's when I broke that. I think it was 2021 when I broke, broke the plateau. But 2020 is when I really started doing the clean fast and just getting really serious because what else was I going to do? I was cooking my meals every day. We were in the middle of lockdown. We were hiking. We did a lot of hikes, even though a lot of the trails were closed. So it was it was good. Yeah, it was the craziest time. We I remember we tried to launch the boat. We had a little fishing boat. Chad liked to fish. And all the boat ramps at the, at the lake were closed for COVID. And I'm like, nobody's spreading anything on a boat ramp because you're only one person at a time on a boat ramp, right? <laughs> Understand. <laughs> we were hiking at Mohawk Preserve over here. We longtime hikers, and we, we ran into a like that we call them the Mohawk police. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to be here on the hiking to, trail. I'm like, you're out on a nice hike. <laughs> but people were out in the neighborhoods walking, and to me, it felt like you know the whole. I didn't understand why a boat ramp was a place you weren't supposed to be, but all the boat ramps were closed and. You know, in the lake, you're never more spread out than when you're getting on a boat and in a lake. At least this lake. This is a very unpopulated lake. So we we went to the river instead. The river was not closed. So (laughs) it it did work, but it it was a crazy time. And we just needed to get outside and be outside somewhere. So I'm glad you found somewhere that you could hike. But I know having your husband on the intermittent fasting journey with you has been really, really helpful because you can support one another. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't do it every day. You know, he goes, but today he is. I, you know, he went to work and I make a really good dinner. Has to be window worthy. And I got it. I got, I've gotten into, I do keto uh, only because of our family history of cancer and all of the, I believe that I was, I had high insulin. I don't know. 
probably leading towards diabetes. I, I believe that truly. So when did you incorporate the, the keto along with it? Or had, had you been keto prior to fasting? Um, no, no. Uh, the keto, I started keto was around 2020. Just after I read the Jason Fung book and I, I, I thought this is, this is what I need to do. And, and you feel good when you're doing it. I feel great. Yeah. And I, and I can tell when I'm having sugar, you know, sugar is a, I'm addicted to it. You get me open bag of sugar. I'm, I just want to eat the sugar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, I was doing Weight Watchers and I remember, oh gosh, the stuff I would eat was just terrible. It was, um, the, I can't believe it's not butter spray. Oh my God. That's not, I can't believe anyone thinks that's butter. <laughs> I know. So oh my gross. gosh. And it, 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 I mixed it with powdered sugar. and that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yep. Because that was fat free, right? It was fat free. And I was doing all that stuff and I just felt terrible. I, I lost that weight, but I felt awful, you know? And I think one good thing about fasting that's really, really cool is I haven't gotten sick. I love that. Me too. I'm the same way, you know, other than mild. I mean, I did, I did have COVID, but my body fought it right off, you know, and I got better from that. And the last time I was sick enough to go to the doctor was early in my fasting journey. It it was either spring of 2015 or 2016. I can't remember one of those years. I might've been 2015, but I had the flu. I have not been on a sick doctor visit since either 2015 or 2016. And it's 2023. And I used to take antibiotics multiple times a year for ear infections. Yeah, I was all every year I would get bronchitis or I'd get sick with something, be coughing. The, the, when I first started in 2020, or maybe, yeah, it was 2020, I did get sick and I looked, oh, it was awful. It was a terrible picture I have. We went to New York City, <laughs> just drained and tired. And, but that was it. After that, I, I have not been, I had COVID and it was, it lasted a week and it was just like a, a small cold, you know. And your body fought it off and, and your immune system. I, I really do think fasting and, you know, because autophagy doesn't just break down old junky proteins. It breaks down anything that's not supposed to be there. It goes and clears things, you know, cellular pathogens, whatever. I don't know. But <laughs> autophagy, when we're, when we're in the fasted state, is, of course, upregulated and our body can do what it needs to do. Versus if we're digesting all the time, resources are needed for that. So I really, you know, and it's funny, anytime I've had a cold, over the years that I've been fasting, it always tends to be around a vacation or a holiday. Now, you might say it's because I'm around more people, but I don't think that's it. I think it's because it had to do with a little less fasting, a little more eating, a little more sugar, you know, and so my body is like, oh, I've got to digest all this food, (laughs) and then I'll catch a little cold. But it usually goes away very quickly. Yeah, it's really, my husband, two moles fell off of him. He lost two moles fasting the first year. We do hear that. You know, pe- people in the community, someone not that long ago was like, I just, ha- I lost a mole. Is that normal? I'm like, we hear it. Skin tags, absolutely, because those are related to high levels of insulin, but moles as well. I don't think I lost any moles, but. Me neither. <laughs> we do he hear did. it. He's like, look at this. Oh my God. I've had this on my arm and he thought it was turning into skin cancer and it just, it got bigger and it just fell off. Wow. Wow. So it was really cool. <laughs> I love it. And I bet the dermatologist was like, wow, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say too, you know, I started hiking to lose weight. And so I started hiking in 2012. We went to Maine and 
we st- I fell in love with hiking and I said, oh, I can, I can do all these hikes and burn all these calories. And we did, we were, I was hiking a hundred miles a month and I just kept gaining weight. And my father, I, one day I went to see my father and he goes, you should be like this big. You should be, how come you're not? You, you're hiking all these calories. Well, I didn't, I was just counting calories and eating what I thought my calorie counter told me I burned. <laughs> so, and it, it was, you know, I, I said, well, it's muscles. That was my thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never one time in, in my whole history have lost weight because I upregulated my, my exercise. It's just my body doesn't, I guess I'm a little hungrier and maybe eat a little more to make up for it, but you know, I exercise because it feels good and it's good for my body. I love walking on the beach. I love jumping on my rebounder. I like my vibration plate. I've started doing a little a few Pilates moves just for fun. Like I'm too, it's too boring to even follow a video, but I'll just let, I've noticed some of the moves. So I'll just lay on the floor and do some Pilates moves while I'm like watching TV or something. It's just, it's incredible. In all those years, I, I was able to exercise my weight down without dieting my whole life. And after I turned 40, that became harder and harder to do. And there was one point my husband and I got into an argument because he's like, Christy, you know, we can do other things besides hike. And I'm like, no, I have to. I have to hike because I ate these cookies this afternoon. I, I know that feeling, though, you know, that that's what we were taught back in the 80s, right? You know, burning it off. Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. I, you remember all that? You know, you had to work it off. <laughs> I don't know. Never, never worked it off for me. <laughs> but there are a lot of people, and you know, I always want to make sure to emphasize this. There are people who are the opposite of me, and they do not lose weight well unless they have, a, you know, an exercise regimen in there. So we got I two know types. It helps, of- but I don't exercise to lose weight anymore. I do it because I, I I enjoy exercising and I like to hike. And I don't hike as much anymore. We do other things now. <laughs> but you're doing it because you love it. And I really think that's that's the, the best thing to do. Find a way to move your body. We all should be moving our bodies. And as you know, as we're getting older, we don't want to talk about the numbers maybe <laughs> each year. But as we're getting older, you know, maintaining our muscle mass is important. So we want to stay strong as we age and being active is part of that. I want to be able to op- open the pickle jars when I'm 70 and <laughs> carry well, them. them now. <laughs> oh, can you not? I'm going to carry in the heavy stuff when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but being being strong is the goal instead of just, oh, I got to work off those cookies. Right, right. And that's that's our attitude towards exercise right now. So we do. And we've been doing pet sitting. We're on trusted house sitters and we apply for different places to watch people's pets and we do it for fun because our kids are grown so we've gone different places and it's kind of like a little mini vacation so we've gone to colorado for two weeks we've gone to maine vermont connecticut new york city and so when we do that we do we do intermittent fasting we do one meal and we we go house it we do maybe check out the area but every day we focus on what are we having? What is our one meal going to be? <laughs> what a great thing to do. Like now I'm like thinking about that. I didn't even know that that kind of thing existed. Trusted house sitters. That's what it's called. Trusted house sitters. Yeah. And you like people have dogs and you're there with their dogs. And 
and you get a place to stay. Do they also pay you or is it just in turn for having a place to it's, stay? It's an, ex- an exchange. So we watch their pets and they let us stay in their house. And you you go on the website and they do a background check and they after you do a few house hits, they rate they give you a review. And if you have good reviews, so we have stellar reviews. <laughs> what a very cool way to travel though. Yeah, we're going to England in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going to be staying, watching somebody's dogs who lives on 3,000 acres in England. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a dream. Now I'm like, could I be a house sitter? That sounds really fun. (laughs) Travel around. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you get to be 50 something, you know, and my husband's turning 60 and we don't, our kids are grown. And so that's been our thing, that with hiking and, you know, just we're still both working. Yeah. So you think you'll work for a little while longer or, you know, I'm retired. Chad retired last year, but now he's back working. He's, he's Good for you. working. Yeah. yeah I know a few people who have retired and then they stay. They're like, you know what? I think I want to work again. <laughs> he's, he's hooked up with the local university here and he's going to be doing some organic chemistry labs here. It's a different state. He was in Georgia teaching and now we're in South Carolina. So it's like he's starting fresh in a whole new Mrs. state. Mrs. teaches chem- chemistry. Oh, <laughs> uh, does she like it? Yeah. Chemistry and I think physics. Yeah, she's at um, Orange County Community College here. Okay, yeah, Chad is going to be doing organic chemistry labs in the fall. So he's also going through their summer program now and doing that with them this summer. So he's getting them going somewhere. I'm like, goodbye, please go somewhere. (laughs) You need something to do. (laughs) Because, see, I've got plenty to do, but he needed something to do, right? (laughs) But one day you you two will retire and I bet y'all will just travel all around. That's my hopes. Yeah. Sell the house, you know, move into a little tiny house. I don't know. <laughs> Big enough for us both to have our own room. <laughs> well, that's the key. You know, we're living in a little 900 square foot cottage, which is after coming from 5,000 square feet in Augusta, 900 square feet is pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're making it work. I got rid of a lot of stuff and I realized I didn't need a lot. You know, I, I think fasting has helped me with that because I can remember Back in the day, like things were so much more important to me, like stuff. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm just like, I don't care about any of that. It, it's like everything is simplified. What I'm eating and the number of sets of dishes I need, it's just all minimized. Yeah. Do we really need all these dishes? <laughs> I had a lot of dishes. You know, I had all my grandmother's dishes and like her silver punch bowl. And, you know, some people would be like, what? You got rid of your grandmother's silver? Yes, because I don't need a silver punch bowl. When am I going to serve no, somebody something? <laughs> what? I have one. I have to get rid of it. <laughs> well, it felt good. Someone else can love that punch ball. We had that big estate sale when we left Augusta. And yeah, I can still close my eyes and remember that silver punch ball, but I never have to polish it again. <laughs> exactly. Freedom. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is there anything that you struggle with? So I struggle with a few things. Eating a late dinner, I struggle. And sometimes I like to wait for my husband to get home. Or we're eating out with friends. It's, it's, I don't like having a full bloated belly when I go to bed. So I like to open my window. Gosh, sometimes like sometimes I open it at 930 in the morning. And okay, so to- you're sometimes a morning window person. You just shift yeah, it, it around? Yeah, I shift it around. It depends on what we're doing. Like if we're going out with friends, I open it up when we go out for dinner. But I struggle with, with um, menopause and the hormones that, that's been struggle for everybody, you know. Oh, it really, really is. And when did you go through menopause? We're the same age. I was 51 when I went through it. Yeah, I 
I'm still going through it. I'm still, I haven't completely hit the one year mark. <laughs> 51 is the average age. So of course they're always smack dab in the middle of average, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, Oh really? Gosh, I had my kids when I was 23 and 25 and then I had my tube side. I was done at 25. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you still get the, still get the menopause transition a little later, but yeah, it, it really, it really makes a huge difference. You know, my friend Sherry, I'm sure she'll tell her own story on our new podcast, Fast Feast Repeat, but she was just texting today when she, you know, going through perimenopause and her weight started to go up after being the set, you know, she was maintaining for years with intermittent fasting and she's, she showed her graph. She uses, I think, I think it's happy scale that she uses and her graph started going back down again. And I'm like, now, when did you start hormone replacement? And it started going back down right when she started hormone replacement. Wow. Yeah. I haven't done the hormone replacement only because of the, the cancer in the family. I just, I'm just really worried about that. But yeah, it's, it's still been a struggle. And I do periodically weigh myself when I feel like the pants are getting tight. And I, and I list, I've been on your website and just read those stories and it's, it's a little frightening, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, and that's the thing, you, know, you definitely want to talk to your doctor if you're concerned about the risk of cancer and, and all of that. I, I do think that there, that may be a smaller risk than, than people indicated, but it, when it's you, you're the one, it's you, you that matters. So I don't want to minimize that. You've got to be comfortable with, with doing the hormone replacement therapy and, um, your doctor would be the best person to tell you whether your your family's history would be a, a contraindication or not. So that's some, definitely something to keep in mind. I, I completely understand because the, for years they told us that it increased breast cancer risk for everybody. And it turns out that's not true, but that doesn't mean it might not be associated with certain genetic familiar yeah, types of cancer. Just terrible genetics. And then overeating during my window. I tend to I like to have a lot of food and then I get sick. <laughs> so I have to be careful. I have to, you know, I have to start listening better to my body and I have started to, but it's been, it's been challenging, you know, a lifelong of just eat all day, you know. It can be hard. And, you know, appetite correction, we can sometimes hear it, but not obey it. Is that kind of what happens with you? Because that's always my struggle. I never have problems hearing it. My body says you've had enough. And I'm like, yes, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> Extra room for dessert. <laughs> you've got some full, you know. It's like, I'm full and I hear it, but obeying it is a whole other thing. And and that I still struggle with that. Look, I'm not perfect when it comes to hearing my appetite correction. There are many times I eat past you, the you've had enough signal. And then you're like, oh my God. Why did I eat that? <laughs> yeah. <too much. laughs> I do, I do stop. Like when we go out, there are times when I don't eat keto and I'll allow myself a couple, maybe a couple times a month to splurge and have that ice cream sundae or Dairy Queen. I had a blizzard for the first time a few years ago, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we had ice cream the other night. We went out for Father's Day because we're, we're recording this in June. Chad, you know, Chad said, you want to go have ice cream? And when the father wants to go get ice cream and you're celebrating Father's Day, you say, okay, but I didn't get any. I just had some of theirs, but <laughs> I had a few bites of Chad's and a few bites of Will's, but you know, I like there, having that option, you know, it's one of the pleasures of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I denied myself so many years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can totally understand, you know, ideally we would never have X, Y, Z ever again for the rest of our life, fill in the blank with whatever. But in reality, 
life is is about pleasure and i would rather have that pleasure than than never again get to have a bite of ice cream in my life and i, I think that that matters the quality of life is important <laughs> My husband would say, as God intended it to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just so good. Yeah. But that's the whole point of you know living the cleanish lifestyle. You know, perfection is not required. And you know, perfection is super boring anyway. So what will you cook for dinner tonight? Is your husband also keto with you? He he kind of does, but he doesn't. You're the cook, so he eats what I'm you the prepare. Cook. He eats whatever I make. Well, I bought these noodles. They're called Kaizen noodles and they're low carb and I made the best macaroni and cheese. Now what are they made with? What what lupin flour? Okay, I don't know think about those. I did try um Sherry was talking about this in the community maybe or someone was talking about the, the palmini, is that what it is? It's like made oh, of hearts of palm. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved it. Not really? because yes, well see I love pasta and you know I'm not keto or trying to be low carb, but I love hearts of palm. Like I I love heart of palm. So I was like, look, I just want to try this just to see what everybody, I love heart of palm. So I don't like food that pretends to be other food, but I was like, I'm going to try these. I just want to see if I like them. They were delicious. Wow. Good for you. I'm glad you liked them. I I didn't care for them, but they I filled tried me up time. so much. I was so stuffed after I ate them. Yeah. The lupini, the, the chasm uh, noodles are made with lupini. Flour. It's like a bean, right? A lupini bean. Yeah. They fill you up. They really, and they're great. They're delicious. Well, if you like hearts of palm, you would like these these noodles, but you do not do not like hearts of palm. Yeah, I I didn't care for them, but you know. I, I think I what did I put them with? I put them with like some black olives and some pesto or something, and I like maybe I can't even remember. Maybe some kind of feta. I'm not sure. Like a little Mediterranean. So good, so good. Anyway, <laughs> and I made beef stroganoff. I love cooking. Okay, so beef stroganoff, yum. That sounds really good. <laughs> But I already ate, so it's still my husband will come home and have okay. some. Okay. So you just you prepare the food at a time that works well for you because you like to go to bed with an empty stomach. Yeah, yeah. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high-quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. In the beginning, I couldn't sleep, and I didn't I didn't know if it was because I had an empty stomach, but I think it's just because the menopause, the whole thing. So, um, but I, I do much better when I eat earlier. So my window usually is during my work week, it's around 11 or 12. Okay. So it depends on too, if I have a full work from home day, like today, I have a full work from home day. And if I cook, I'm going to smell the food cooking and I'm like, I'm just going to eat. I'm going to eat and get it over with. 
that way. I mean, I have, I have a lot, I do a lot of paperwork and if I'm thinking about food all day, it's hard to concentrate on that paperwork. So I just eat and get it over with and, and I'm good till the next day. And if I have to go out, sometimes I'll eat before I leave. And because I have to visit everybody once a month or I'll bring my food with me and I'll, I'll eat because I, I like my food better than the stuff I buy at the stores these days. I get it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very much like that. <laughs> very cheesy about what I'll eat now and where I'll go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's tastes good and I save a lot of money lately. Yep. Cooking for yourself. Definitely. Eating out really does add up. It's like, I'm sometimes shocked at how much it costs to eat out. Yeah. It's yeah. And I mean, usually we'll just, I'll just get a salad, you know, cause it's low carb or I'll, I'll just have like meat, you know, but every now and then I'll splurge and just say, you know, I just give me everything. <laughs> well, you're like, you're like carb cycling a little bit, you know, not some people carb cycle purposefully, like they will be low carb and then they'll have a high carb day, maybe once a week or, you know, every so often, but you know, there's some science to support carb cycling as a, as an approach, like being low carb, some people in the low carb community are suggesting that perhaps we don't want to be low carb continuously or in ketosis continuously. We want to take breaks from that. And anyway, I've just seen that here and yeah, there. Me too. Yeah. yeah, you've seen it too. Yeah, I don't like to, you know I don't like to speak for the low carb community because people are like probably. I mean, you know, I'm not a part of it, but that's just what I've seen people people saying, and even you know some of the. Some of the hardcore carnivore people are now like adding in fruit back, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is also very controversial. <laughs> I, I love food. I mean, it's, it's hard to deny myself of, you know, the foods that I grew up and just loved. Yep. You just want to eat the foods that make you feel great that are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And then, at the, you know, after I eat the carbs, I do feel I don't feel well the next day and I'm puffy and I'm bloated, but you know, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes you get splurge and you know what's going to happen. You know what you're dealing with and you know. Well, and, and you start to make the connection. Like um, for me, like you've probably heard me talk about Ezekiel bread before. If I eat Ezekiel bread, I feel amazing. My blood sugar doesn't go up. My nutrients, it's just perfectly fine. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Well, I was at a, a store, I can't remember what grocery store, but they didn't have any Ezekiel bread. So here at my my work condo, I bought some Dave's Killer Bread, which is delicious. I love Dave's Killer Bread. It's a high quality bread. I'm not knocking it also, not sponsored by Dave or by Ezekiel, but that Dave's Killer Bread, I was wearing my Nutrisense CGM. It's, it seems like it would be very similar to the Ezekiel bread. No, my blood sugar went straight up from that and crashed right down. And then I needed a nap and I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Gotta try that Ezekiel bread. I know they sell it at our, our local Hannaford and the freezer section. Me, yeah. He's telling me, he's like, you got to try it with avocado toast. <laughs> yes. And, and just, there's, you know, watching the effect on my blood sugar is just telling, right? And, and, you know, the experience of eating Ezekiel bread versus Dave's killer bread, when you're eating it, it's not that dramatic of a difference in the you know, mouthfeel and taste and the experience. But man, does it make a difference on my blood sugar. And again, like I said, I made a tomato sandwich on it because I had the tomatoes and I had the bread and I didn't want to waste it. But like my blood sugar went up and then crashed and then I like needed a nap. 
I hate that when you feel like you need a nap. And, you know, instead of me saying, oh, carbs don't work for me, it's, <laughs> that's not true. It's just it, it really – what they are makes such a difference. You know, if I have a daily harvest bowl, which is like all vegetable, you know, beans and lentils and whatever, and that's full of carbs, I don't crash. To me, fiber is the real key for keeping me from crashing. It's just been a lot of fun to connect how I feel with with my blood sugar. And what's really funny is I've realized, you know, you feel like you're having a blood sugar crash and I'll check it and it's not crashing. It's just like up, up, up. Like I feel weird when it's going up high. The feeling that I thought was my blood sugar crashing is actually the feeling of it going up really high. And to me, high is like 125. I mean, my blood sugar doesn't get really high, but still, if it if I was cruising along at 75, had something that made my blood sugar go up to 120, I don't feel good. Yeah, I haven't done the uh, the CGM. I've been looking into it, but it is expensive. It is so expensive. I done it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really what, what I like to do is do it for a little while. Like I wear a sensor for a couple of weeks, and then I won't wear one for a while, and then maybe in the next month I'll pop one on for another two weeks because I don't like to do it all the time. And sometimes I just want to eat the ice cream and not see what it's doing. I know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to know. I'll be like, stop bossing me around. You know, I don't like, I don't like any tool that bosses me around, right? Whether it's a scale or a CGM or anything like that, but it is good to have <laughs> the feedback. It helps me understand my body a lot. So <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do, CGM. <laughs> I tell you what to do. No, <laughs> but it, it really, it's been fascinating to see the correlation and Again, it's just those simple swaps, and it's not like, you know, feeling like I have to never have bread, but it the quality makes such a difference. So I'm like begrudgingly realizing that I should just eat Ezekiel bread, and it's just as delicious, so why not? Have to get some, definitely. Yeah, I, you should try it. it. It really is good stuff. I mean, if, if someone is like used to like Wonder Bread, White Bread, they're going to be like, okay, this is really different, but... <laughs> The Wonder Bread. Oh my gosh! Growing up, that was the, that was the best bread. <laughs> yeah, that the whiter the bread, the softer, the more processed, the better, right? With cheese whiz. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> like are we? My grandmother used to buy Easy Cheese. Do you remember Easy Cheese? That's the one in the can that you oh spray. Do you remember that one? No. Oh, y'all didn't have Easy Cheese. That it was in a little can and it had a nozzle on it, and you could pipe it. Oh, yes. Yep. You I remember do right remember. now? Or you could Put squirt it, it right into your mouth. That's what I always did. I don't know what that was made of. It was like plastic or something. You they probably still. And you roll it out and then you put butter on it and sugar and then you. <laughs> See, I was always just adding the cheese. I've never had that big sweet tooth. Oh, it was, that was terrible. I grew up next door to a candy store. So it was always every day I was eating candy. A candy bar every day I would eat. And then I would go on my bicycle and ride my bike and. Everybody would say, that candy bar is going to catch up to you. And I'd be like, give me a break. (laughs) I think I always, I I didn't feel good from eating too much sugar. My body always has not done well with the the blood sugar up and down. And so I like self-restricted those things because I didn't like the way it made me feel. Even as a child, I knew that I didn't feel good if I ate like that. Yeah, I just ignored it. I like the sugar. <laughs> I should have paid attention, but I didn't. Well, what are what are some of your non-scale victories? Oh my gosh, I have so many. I have a list here. Well, the moles falling off. My blood pressure is normal. My triglycerides are way down. They're like 70. My cholesterol did go up, but I think there's something, there's some studies going on about about the cholesterol, the 
the ratio with cholesterol and triglycerides, and my triglycerides are really low. So, yeah, the ratio is more important. Anybody who's worried about cholesterol, you can Google cholesterol ratio and plug your numbers in, and that's more important than just raw numbers. And also, as you're losing fat, as part of the fat loss process, cholesterol can go up because your fat's being released and it's showing up in your bloodstream as you're losing weight. That's a, that's called transient hypocholesterolemia. I don't know if I said that right, but <laughs> yeah. And there's something a study called a lean mass hyperresponder with the cholesterol that I've been looking up. And there's um there's a a guy who's wrote a lot of who's doing a lot of studies on it. So I'm kind of you know staying away from the the doctor wanted to put me on a statin. I'm like no. I'm good, <laughs> you know. Um, well, if you know your ratio and your ratio is healthy, then that's that's really, you know, you can say no to drugs because of the, you're like, look, at here's the ratio. My ratio is good. So, and your, your doctor might not know that. Some doctors are not aware of that. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find a doctor I like. My arthritis pain is gone. I have no, I used to have arthritis and that's gone. My teeth are lighter. My car is cleaner. <laughs> That's true. No more eating all the time in the car with the, the fast food bags. And I can hike much easier without all the weight. I, it, we've done a lot of hiking and my husband can't keep up with me. I'm going right up the hill. It's, it's like, it's just amazing how much easier it is to hike when you don't have 50 pounds of weight you're carrying, you know? That is so true. Now, do you hike in the fasted state or do you eat before you go? I both. I do both. We'll do a big hike. Like we, we hike on the Appalachian trail and we've done like 15 mile hikes. And so I'll start in the fasted state and probably around like mile seven, I'll, I'll time it out and say, I'm going to eat at mile seven. And I bring a fancy lunch for myself, <laughs> make sure it's window worthy and I'll have my lunch and then we'll just continue on. And then I won't eat till the next day. Fabulous. I, I, I wasn't sure because I know that you like to eat more midday, so I wasn't sure how that fit in with your hiking. Sometimes I do eat before I go. We go hiking. If we hike after work, like I'll say I'll eat around 11 and then we'll meet at the trail at like 4.30. Or sometimes I'll, I'll wait. We'll bring, I'll bring a picnic lunch. We'll go hiking and we'll, I won't eat until 5.30. It really just depends on the day. Well, I love that you're just flexible. You, it doesn't, you're, you're not like tied to any set schedule. You just make it work for you. Yeah, it's been really freeing. It's been really freeing. At, at work, we do something um, because we work with people with disabilities and we have a, a day program that they go to and we have something called Dinner Club. And so I was volunteering every week at Dinner Club for the longest time and I would go there and I would eat before I, I left. I, I thought, I don't know what they're having. I want to make sure my food is window worthy. So, <laughs> but then, you know, so I, I would go, but I still get to enjoy the, you know, seeing the guys there and they all knew that I was fasting. And in the very beginning, they were like, oh, you're, what are you doing? You know, why aren't you eating? You know? And then it's so funny because all of a sudden now, People at work are like, oh, yeah, I started intermittent fasting, and my window is. Ah, oh, that makes me so happy. It feels so good to know that you're changing the world. It's awesome. I love seeing it. We are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I want to tell people that you are worth it. You are worth the fasting. You, you, 
do it for yourself. Be, do it for self-care because it's going to make you feel fantastic. Why Why wouldn't you, you know? So that's, that's what I have to say. <laughs> well, I, I think that's wonderful because, you know, you are worth it. And this is a way of caring for yourself. And, you know, what really sticks out to me the most about your story is, is the fact that you kept going when it was slow and it you didn't stress about it or try to speed it up or let it make you crazy. You just kept doing it. You fasted, you feasted, you repeated and you got to your goal and it took you a while, but it, you got there and now you're just living the life in the body that feels good with no angst. Yeah, it's great. My confidence is up. It's, it's just the most, the, the best thing you can do for yourself, you know? Well, I love it. Well, Christy, thank you much, so much for sharing your story today. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.